Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. This is Dr. Joseph Warren Walker III, and I'm so grateful to have you once again on the podcast. This is where we inspire, equip, and certainly expose you to some of the greatest who do it from different fields to help you understand that there are people out here that are actually making dreams come true. And they have a strategy and a story to help you understand how it's realized. We thank all of you so much for your kindness as you continue to share this podcast with so many people. And we're hearing so many wonderful stories about how this is helping you realize your dream. And that's what really Next Level is about, helping you get to that next level as a leader. This month, we've been having the amazing opportunity to talk to professional athletes and how they respond to the coronavirus, how they're dealing with this season that's unprecedented for them and their particular careers. We've had an opportunity to start out with the National Football League and with John New Smith. Of course, we went to the Major League Baseball with Mookie Betts. And now we're going to talk to Alicia Clark, who I am so excited to have from the WNBA. I'm honored to be her pastor. I'm honored to know her. She's an extraordinary, extraordinary gift in so many capacities, and we're grateful to have her. She's a forward for uh, the Seattle Storm, and uh, she's also playing overseas as well, and we're just so grateful to have her with us on Next Level Leader. Alicia, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I tell you what, we're grateful. And also, y'all, she's a world champion, too, because, you know, the Storm did win that thing <laughs> a few years we ago. Did. Y'all sure did. I was rejoicing <laughs> with you. I tell you, boy, I got these world champions around me. And Mookie, last week, and here you are. I'm telling you, I'm so grateful. So who is Alicia Clark? For our folks who don't know who you are, don't know the story, you know, you're a kid from Mount Juliet and through Belmont. Tell us the story of how you arrived at the place where you are now. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, like you said, I'm from Mount Juliet. I didn't originally grow up here. We moved here from Kansas. I've kind of grown up a little bit everywhere. Denver is home for me. That's where I was born. Um, and we just kind of moved, made our way back to Tennessee. My father was here back in the seventies doing some music and stuff. So I moved to Mount Juliet in high school, um, sophomore year and wasn't really a basketball player. I started playing for real in ninth grade. Um, and it was just to do something in between track and volleyball because those were my two main sports. <laughs> and um, I was like, well, I need something to do to keep me in shape. And so I was like, you know what, I'll try out for the basketball team. Did that. And when we moved here, basketball in Tennessee was just a whole new ball game. The way they took like the seriousness of it, it was just something completely different. And so learned the game from Coach Fryer, Coach Sims at Mount Juliet High School. And Got a college scholarship to Belmont, played there for two years, and then I transferred to MTSU, played there for two years, and was drafted by the San Antonio Silver Stars in the second round, who's no longer a team right now. They are actually now um, the Las Vegas Aces, but yeah, got cut twice in camp, went overseas to play and work on my game, 
came back for the third time, I was like, okay, this is going to be it. I'm going to give it one more try. And if not, I'm just going to find something else to do, try it out in Seattle and made the team and have been there ever since coming up on my ninth season with them, won the championship in 2018. It's just been, it's been an amazing ride and I really haven't had much time to reflect on it because I'm just constantly in it. And um, so it's been nice to kind of sit back and reflect a little bit here lately. You know, I think that's a powerful story and it's one that speaks to resilience. You know, one of the things, the common denominator that I'm hearing on, on all these from week to week among professional athletes is their ability to be resilient. And uh, the fact that you were cut and you went back, cut, went back and believed that, you know, that was something that, uh, that you had a dream to do and you obviously achieved it. You now, you know, in this space, and of course, talk about this role that you have now, because, you know, you kind of you know, 12 months out of the year, you're like, you're like playing basketball. It seems like, you know, you finish one season and you're on the flight overseas somewhere. And I'm like praying for you. And I know you're going to Israel or going somewhere else. Talk about that <laughs> life, you know. I adapt pretty easily to, you know, just moving around because the lifestyle is very up and go and I've kind of moved around my entire life. So um, that part was easily adaptable for me. Um, the WNBA season is usually from May through end of September with championships and playoffs and stuff. So once you're done with that, most times um, you have about seven to 10 days to get to your team overseas because the seasons over there start the time the WNBA ends and clubs over there want you over there as soon as possible. And so once you're over there, you're there out end of September, beginning of October, maybe all the way through May. <laughs> and wow. then it's right back into WBA season. So, wow. um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a crazy lifestyle. You, you know, you live out of suitcases and on airplanes a lot, but it's fun because you get to travel and see different parts of the world. And when you're over there, yeah, you're over there to work. But when you have days off, you try to explore and I'm a big nerd. So I love to learn and I love to soak in the cultures of wherever I'm at. And that's something I really um, made a promise to myself that while I'm over there, I don't want to, I don't want to waste these opportunities to be able to see the world and experience new culture. So that's something I, I dedicate time to when I'm over there. So fast forward. So you're moving around, going between WNBA, Seattle, going overseas, traveling, moving all the time. And then all of a sudden the brakes get pumped. And here you are in a place you have not been in 10 years still. <laughs> can you talk about, right. Can you talk about what that feels like and what is it doing for you? I guess in terms of where you are now in your life and things you're learning about this season right now. Yeah. So it's, it's a pretty weird place to be in. But for me, stay-at-home orders that have been issued is not a problem for me because this is what you do overseas anyway. You go to practice, you come home, and you might hang with some teammates. You might go explore, but most of the time you're by yourself, just kind of in solitude, alone. And uh, when I'm overseas, I usually have a lot of time to reflect and kind of grow and just learn more about myself. So that part of it hasn't been weird for me. The weird part has been not having a definite answer of like what I'm preparing for. Um, you know, usually it's like, okay, you have three weeks to make sure you're in shape and ready to go for camp or, you know, you have to be ready for this game or whatever it is. And now it's just kind of like, 
you have to find a different motivation. And that has been a little bit challenging. You know, the first week it was just like, what do I do? Like, what do I do with my time? Like, what do I do? Like, do I just sit here? Do I like, what is this? And, um, so I, that was easy to like, well, you know, I'm a workout. And so, you know, I'm doing my workouts and I'm going and then it's like, okay, well now you're working out. But what are you working out for? And it's like, no, you're working out to stay in shape, you know, be ready. And then two weeks passes, three weeks passes. And you're just kind of like, okay. And you kind of hit a wall. And that's, I mean, at least for me, that's how it's been for me. And so I hit this wall where I was just like, I don't want to see another Pilates video. I don't want to touch another weight. Like, I don't want to see, like, I just don't want to do anything. Like, what am I doing it for? And that was kind of a point where I was like, okay, you need to take a step back. You need to figure out, you know, what your real motivation is, why you're here, you know, why you're able to play this game and kind of, you know, change your perspective and outlook on this. And that's where I'm at now um, in these latter parts of my time home um, is just being thankful that I actually do get to play and have, you know, a job to look forward to come back to um, when it's safe. And that's been a, a game changer for me and just re, you know, refocusing on my faith and who I am and why I'm able to really play. Can you talk a little about faith? You know, obviously, you know, one of the things that I, I appreciate about you and a lot of our listeners need to know, you know, I think the assumption is that professional athletes, they're not grounded in faith. They just do what they do and go and go. And But I know personally, you know, being your pastor, watching you when you're on the off season, those two or three weeks you're able to kind of <laughs> come home, you know, always being at church and always, you know, staying connected even while you're away. How does faith and has faith played a role, number one, in terms of just the, the grind of the career? And then number two, right now because obviously faith has a lot to do with managing this season for you yeah for me faith hasn't been like a focal point in my life like I grew up you know my parents are believers you know we went to church on Sundays when my mom was off and you know but it wasn't something that uh like my dad grew up every you know every Wednesday and Sunday you're in church you know like um, you're reading the word, you're going to Bible study. That wasn't how we grew up. And so I found faith on my own and like built my relationship with God on my own. Um, I had a friend who, you know, her family, they went to church every Wednesday and Sunday. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, what is, I want to learn more about who Jesus is, who God is to you, because you guys are, you know, your outlook and your perspective is, is different. And that was kind of when I, my interest was first peaked. And I think that was back in seventh grade. And so it was always a part of it. And growing up in Mount Juliet from high school on, like faith is a big part of basketball for my coach, for Coach Fryer. And before every game, we said the Lord's Prayer and we had Bible study before every game. And every player had to, he had to get a Bible verse and, you know, explain why it applied to our team and, you know, and how we interpreted that verse. And that was the first time that I actually dove into the word and was learning to read it. And as I've gone through my professional career, again, it still wasn't a big part of it. It's like, yeah, I believed and, you know, I prayed and, you know, I know who God is. And it wasn't until Seattle, my second year that, and Seattle was a, my teammates there were very big into their faith. And I don't know if you know this Bishop, but in the WNBA, we have chaplains on every team. And so 60 minutes on the clock before every game, whether you're on the road or at home, 
the home team, um, chaplain has a chapel service and it's usually like 10, 15 minutes. Both teams can come to it. So, you know, if we're on the road in Phoenix, we're in there with Phoenix players and we're praying and, and getting into the word before the game. And that was something that I thought was really cool because as athletes, you, <laughs> you know, you don't look at, at your opponent as, you know, like a, as a companion or, or a sister in Christ at that moment before a game, like you're thinking, okay, I need to get in game mode. Um, and I thought that was really powerful to see, you know, these strong women athletes coming together an hour before the game to pray and to learn about God. And that for me was like, whoa. And I was fortunate enough to play on the team with Tanisha Wright and Camille Little and Tamika Johnson, who were, you know, my spiritual mentors. And that's when my faith changed and grew for the better because as an athlete, you focus on, you know, the wins and losses, the numbers, what you can improve on, who's doing what, how can you be better than this person? You're constantly comparing. And that's the one thing that God's like, hey, don't compare, but it's in our nature too. And once I started to get in the word with my spiritual mentors, Tanisha Wright in particular, um, you know, she took the time to pour into me uh, we did Bible study plans together when we were both, she was in Turkey at the time. I was in Israel at the time, but we emailed um, every day and, uh, you know, went over a 40 day Bible plan. And that for me was the biggest change because it helped change my perspective. And I'd no longer stepped on the court worrying about, okay, well, if I don't score this many points or if I don't get this win, or if I don't, you know, I'm not good enough. And it was, the perspective change for me was like, okay, as long as I go out here and I do everything that I can possibly do and I leave it out there and, you know, my focus is on playing for God and showing who he is through me on the court, regardless of how many points I score, regardless if we win or lose, I'm okay. And I am enough. And that's when things started to change for me, um, career wise. And, you know, even now that plays a part in, during this pandemic um, is because now I know I have a foundation to go back to, to remind me, you know, of the things it's a perspective thing. And I'm really, really big on that. I always tell people, I'm always like, find a positive because there's always a positive in something, you know, even in this time, it's like, during the pandemic, it's like, yeah, we're at home, but you have a roof over your head that you can safely shelter in. You have food on your table. You get to reconnect with friends and be present again because we've been so go, go, go. And now you get the time to sit down and call your grandmother who you keep putting off to talk to, or you get to reconnect with old friends from college, or, you know, you just get to enjoy being present. Um, and that for me is, has been the saving grace through this. Um, cause you know, like I said, I haven't been home this long in almost 10 years. And so, you know, I'm getting to spend these moments with my niece and nephew and see their growth and, you know, sitting down and doing homework with my niece, um, spending time with my best friend and getting to talk to my parents and really get to know them. And it's been, it's been a blessing for me. Wow. That is, uh, <laughs> that is awesome, Alicia, to hear that. I mean, that's, I hear the passion in your voice about that. It clearly means the world to you, your faith and how that faith transmits into other areas of your life and to hear the, how it evolved is, is, is quite fascinating because I think often people don't realize that faith is a journey, mm -hmm. right? And uh, we come to a place where we connect with people that do mentor us and allow us to grow and mature and 
And uh, that moment you said you realized at that moment when you got your faith where it needed to be, your career, that's when things really start taking off, you know, and that scripture, you know, is so profound. Um, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I mean, I believe that every day of the week. Yeah. And uh, and so that's so powerful. You know, I want to ask this question to you. You know, there are a lot of young girls in our congregation who are playing at a high level uh, in basketball, you know, and, and we have young girls in general who are trying to be successful in their particular you know, career path. Mm-hmm. And here you are, you know, you have uh, excelled beyond. And what have been some of the challenges of just being a female one mm-hmm. and being an African-American female two, mm-hmm. right? And then having to walk in this, in this career path and how did you overcome those challenges? You know, because obviously I know that it wasn't like just that easy, you know, yeah. you have to deal with a lot. Yeah, you yeah. definitely have to deal with a lot. But the great thing now is that young girls have so many powerful and outspoken women right now during this time who aren't afraid to say what they deserve. And I think for so long being a woman, you were, you were thought, looked at in a way that's like, you know, just accept what you get. It's enough. Um, you know, you shouldn't ask for more than what you're being given right now. Be glad that you have this or be glad that, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, that's great, but no, it's not enough. Like I know I'm capable of more. I know there's other opportunities that, you know, I can seek because my male counterpart is doing the same thing that I'm doing. And so I think for a long time, it was um, just having that belief in knowing that we are capable of doing those same things. And, you know, for me, my, my father, you know, has always instilled that in us growing up that we can do whatever, you know, we set our mind to and my mom the same way. My mom's worked my entire life and, you know, even before that, but it has been that example that you can have a career, you can have a family. So I saw that growing up. And even now, like as a African-American woman, like you just see where you have to stronger and you have to do more to show that you are enough. And now it's like, okay, there's more, there's been enough women who've done that and and paved the way that now you have this light and this opportunity to step into and not be afraid because, you know, you're an African American woman. Um, And that for me has been one of the most beautiful things to witness is just seeing women come into their own power. And, you know, as an athlete, especially, you know, you always get those, those old, tired, well, you know, especially, you, oh, you should be in the kitchen or you should be this. And it's like that, that narrative is dead. Like that is so long ago. Like women are so much more um, and are doing so much more and capable of so much more. And it's just like, you know, I started telling people, I'm just like, okay, if you think it's so easy, like come, come get on the court with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, come to practice. Like, don't disrespect my craft because you, you're, you know, a, a male or you're this or whatever. And it's like, come get on the court with me. Like I'm putting in the same amount of hours and the same time in the work as NBA players. And so that mindset for me has, I love a challenge. And that's always been my driving force, whether academically um, or, you know, sports wise, I, I love a challenge. And, you know, in high school, people were telling me, Oh, you know, you, you'll be a fluke player in college. You're not going to be, you know, this great of a player. It's just, it's not going to happen. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and then I go to college and I had the career that I had 
And then people were like, oh, well, yeah, well, you're not going to be able to play in the WNBA. You're not going to, you're not going to make that transition from a post to a guard. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like watch, you know, and, and even getting to the WNBA, they're like, oh, you won't last. Like, you're not going to, you know, you won't make it. You, you've been cut twice. Like you won't have a place here. And I, and at that time I'm like, you don't know who my God is. Cause that's when I came into my faith and realized who I was in him. And had that reflective moment of looking back over, you know, my journey. And I'm just like, God was there every step of the way, but I didn't know him yet. And being where I'm at now, being able to have time to reflect and look back, I'm just amazed and in awe. Cause I'm like, wow, that is nothing but God. You know, there's all these things that people, and I'm like, nah, that was God. And so having that challenge mindset of overcoming challenges and loving to be challenged. And, um, that was my driving force. And for somebody, i never let somebody tell me who I was going to become or who I was. Um, and so that for me is what was able to sustain me over those challenges I overcame. Cause I've been through injury and, you know, doubt and depression and different types of things. But I was like, this is not going to define me. I'm going to make my own path and I'm going to walk my walk with strength and with confidence. And I think that's, you know, why I am where I am today and what continues to drive me even now when I think life after basketball. Wow. It is a powerful story. It is a story of um, incredible resilience. Uh, It is a story of incredible focus, belief in oneself. It is what we share here at Next Level Leader. It is about reaching within yourself and determining within yourself without other people having to necessarily influence that, but coming to a place where you are determined to win, to achieve, to push yourself beyond the fray and declare that there is greatness inside of you. Mm-hmm. Alicia, your story is powerful and it is one that inspires many. And the work that you do on and off the court is known and it is appreciated we are so incredibly proud of you and thankful for your contribution to this particular podcast series. And I like to share takeaways with people who are listening and, you know, clearly hearing Alicia, one of the things that I think that is critical is to tune out the negative chatter. Those who say you can't, those who say you can't, you've got to get to a place where you realize that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And you have to come to a place where you are so determined that you push yourself to a place of success. And in doing that is recognizing that the platform that God has given you is not just for you. Mm. The platform uh, is always for his glory. And when you keep that in perspective, uh, then that's when God continues to bless. And this is a prime example of someone who has risen through the ranks amidst all the naysayers who've changed positions and become effective at doing that. And who has performed at a high level and the mentee has now become the mentor and is mentoring other young WNBA players and folks who are trying to enter the league and giving them advice and helping them. And I think that's what God does, right? He raises us up and uses our story to pour back into the lives of other people. You are truly, 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 truly uh, uh, black girl magic. You are, <laughs> you are everything that epitomizes the success of what we mean. And we say, look at how our sisters are doing it on a high level. And I'm so thankful that you have 
taking time out to share with us on this podcast. Uh, it means so much. I know your schedule, even while being home, I know that there are so many requests and things that are being pushed at you, but I appreciate you taking a moment just to do this for little old me. I appreciate you, Alicia. <laughs> I appreciate you too, Bishop. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, thank all of you for listening in. And uh, remember to share this with other folks out there. Let them know that these are stories that you can use in your own life to push you. And you got to be inspired by folks who are doing it, not just talking about it. And remember, Next Level Leader Podcast is here to inspire, to encourage, and to expose you to some of the greatest who've ever done it and who are doing it in real time. Thank you so much. And I look forward to sharing with you next week as we have gone now from the NFL to the Major League Baseball field, to the WNBA next week. We're going to the NBA itself. All right, so thank you so much, and we appreciate you. Be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcast or download it. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting with you.